The evil of corruption reaches into every corner of the world. Corruption lies at the heart of the most urgent problems we face. Welcome to Confidential Brief, where Chad Thomas takes you into the stories behind the issues facing our society. A very good afternoon to you. It is the 4th of September 2023. We're in the last quarter of the year and it seems to have gone in a blink and I don't know about the rest of you but since COVID I seem to have lost complete track of time but at least things have returned to normal though we are hearing stories of more recent COVID cases being quite serious. Of course we've learned to take precautions but um, I cannot see us heading towards any lockdown anytime soon or again for that matter in our lifetime that was a once in a in a generation thing but it's something that we need to to learn from and take away. In a couple of minutes, I'm going to be joined by Yaku de Yaga. He is the CEO of the ACFE South Africa, and we'll be chatting about the upcoming ACFE conference that brings together all fraud and financial crime experts from not just South Africa, but around Africa, including guests from overseas this year, as well as major stakeholders from South African law enforcement and other important uh, state organs. Talk about state organs. We have a new hero in South Africa, and that is uh, Lieutenant Colonel Joe Kutze. He is the police officer who was wounded in the shooting that took place with the armed robbers, uh, armed robbers in Makado this past Friday. And um, 19 of those robbers were killed. It was a 90 minute, that's one and a half hours of shooting. And it's an incredible story because it was an intelligence-driven operation, which shows just how important crime intelligence is in the fight against crime. But what makes the story so unique is that Lieutenant Colonel um, Joe Kutz was actually injured during the midst of this. He went to the medics, got strapped up, and went back. And continued in that firefight. Sadly, he subsequently lost his leg, but he's a true South African hero. He comes from the task force and is now part of the Directorate Priority Crime Investigations. It's good to see strides being made in the fight against crime. There's still a lot to be done. I'd like to remind you, of course, that the views expressed on the show aren't necessarily those of mine or that of Chai FM. And we'll be continuing the conversation with Yaku Yaga shortly after this. You're listening to The Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. We're joined today by Yaku Yaga. He is the CEO of the ACFE South Africa. ACFE, of course, stands for the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners, and their organization contributes a massive amount of human capital in respect of the investigation of organized and financial crime in South Africa um, and the world as a whole. Yaku, a very good afternoon to you. Thank you very much, Chad, and uh, welcome to all the listeners. Yeah, it seems like we do this once a year, and it's it's always a challenging time. We we reaching the end of the year. We're looking back to see what successes there've been in investigations. Of course, we're always looking forward towards the ACFE conference. But this has been a particularly good period of time for the ACFE. I know that in the South African context, with regards to the South African chapter that you head up, there's been significant growth, which shows a seriousness on the part of people wanting to be able to be qualified to understand how to investigate sophisticated financial crime. You're quite right um, in that chat. Over the last uh, couple of years, we've seen a, a, a more or less growth of between 1% and 3%. And this is one of those years, the last year, financial year. We'll also be going, having uh, our AGM 
um, during the conference where we've uh, seen a growth of more than 7%. Now, for an organization like ours, <clears throat> that's fantastic. But it's also shocking and scaring. Shocking and scaring in the fact that um, there's a demand for us. There's a demand for our members. Uh, there's so much work that uh, that organizations uh, are now upskilling the staff to, to do the work on fighting fraud. Also, shockingly, um, one of the things that we've seen, and I'm going to talk about that at the conference as well, is the fact that We've seen an sorry, we've seen an increase in um, in people um, going on retrenched, uh, being retrenched as well as uh, resignations. Now, retrenched um, talks also of doing a, a good work. Um, in most instances, <laughs> companies retrench usually those uh, top performers who is identifying the executives um, for for fighting fraud and and for for pointing the fingers at them where they try to steer away from it. <clears throat> but the, the concern is the 11% of people um, going on retirement, um, which is a, which is for me is bad. It talks of knowledge. It talks of skill sets. It talks of experience. Um, and, and we would love to see that coming back to the youngsters. Um, so... Being a role model, um, training others, sharing the way uh, that they've that they've been going about fighting fraud. So it, it, there's there's positives and there's negatives, but as you pointed out, the at this stage we we're fortunate. The positives outweigh the, the negatives, um, and and it also talks of people seeing our profession more and more as as a profession that they can invest themselves in and growing becoming fraud fighters. I think you, you hit on a number of very important points there. We speak about the detection and prosecution of crimes in South Africa being at an all-time low. We talk about um, 1,000 seasoned veteran um, detectives from within SAPs taking early retirement and not having passed on their skills and there being that, that skills deficit. But what I have seen is a lot more people in the public sector take it upon themselves to educate themselves further. Um, very often I get a LinkedIn request from somebody who works for a state organization, even for SAPs or the Hawks, and they have the CFE designation. So it's not something to be looked upon in isolation as being a private sector type um, organization that looks to capacitating people in financial crime investigation that are employed necessarily by corporates. But we're also seeing a growth of your organization within government circles. Yeah, that you, you're quite right. And and I can tell you the reason for that as well. Remember, as a professional body, we are registered not only international um, and need to abide by international legislation and the ACF International. We're also regulated locally by the NQF Act, National Qualification Framework Act, where we had to be registered with SACWA according to legislation and to be to be um, um, accredited uh, as, a, as a professional body. Now that brings self-regulation in place and that brings uh, the ability to, to discipline our members. And more and more, both in private and in public sectors, see the need to surround themselves with experts that can be held accountable if they don't do the work. Let's use, um, well, UN as, as an example, within the current capacity as being in the media, um, you cannot say whatever you want to. Um, you are also held accountable. There's an ombud that overlooks you and, and your profession. And the same with us. Um, 
people cannot go out anymore and just make assumptions and, and make allegations um, within uh, in, in, in in the private passage or whether in, in the open out there. So they need to be held accountable, and and that's why companies understand the need for professionalization. I've seen a recent report by the, the um, president, Sir um, uh, Ramaphosa, who indicated that we need to strive towards professionalization. And I agree with him. It, by far, we see too many cases, and he specifically mentioned it as well, where CFOs don't even know and understand financials. Now, how is that possible? How do we expect people to professionally run an organization like a municipality or a provincial department if they don't understand financials and the implications of mismanagement of financials? So it's very important, um, and that's why one of the reasons why we, we've seen a growth. We're talking to Yaku de Yaga. He is the CEO of the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners South Africa. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the upcoming conference as well as the MOUs that have been signed by the ACFE South Africa and what that means in the greater fight against financial crime in South Africa. You're listening to The Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. Today we're talking about taking the fight um, to the criminals, and it's not just what we saw on Friday where the police acting on intelligence were able to intercept and neutralize a cash-in-transit heist, but it's also looking at proactive and reactive measures taken when an organization is faced with a financial crime. And one must remember, financial crime, be it fraud, be it crypto-related, be it cyber, is on the growth. They estimate that by 2025, Financial crime will be costing the world anywhere at the low end of $10 trillion to the high end of $25 trillion. Make no mistake, criminals, especially financial criminals, are at the top of their game and keeping abreast of what's happening. And that's why organizations such as ACFE are also at the forefront of trying to counter this massive, massive growth in what we've seen come out just pre-COVID, during COVID, and now. And it doesn't seem to have any stop in, in sight. Yaku, before we went to break, I spoke about the MOUs that are signed with the ACFESA and some seriously important South African organizations. Tell us a little bit about the thinking behind the Memorandum of Understanding and how that contributes towards the fight against financial and organized crime in South Africa. Jed, I've got a, a saying that there's two things that um, get you to stand out above the rest. Um, number one is your knowledge and skills, and number two is your ability to network. An investigator can have all the knowledge in the world. If they don't know how to network and don't have the ability to talk to others, they cannot learn and they cannot um, actively fight fraud or any other crime for that matter. Through our MDUs, um and you're quite right. We, we've, we're very proud about our MOUs. We've signed um, MOUs with professional bodies, but recently also with the DPCI and NPA and SIU. Um, even internationally, we've signed MOUs now recently with uh, accounting professional bodies like NIPA, um, PAFA, and, and, and the rest who set the standards for accounting in Africa. Um, through the MOUs, we believe that we're going to... Um, work closer together in fighting fraud um, through creating more awareness, um, ensuring that the other professional bodies and entities understand who we are, what we can do, and how we can, can 
uh, our members can benefit uh, their organizations as well as their professions. We also are having discussions with uh, state of the entities like uh, the ones I've known, uh, spoke of that, that are going to have working groups where we're going to try and get our members to be part of the fight internally. Um, have, running specific projects and you spoke about counterintelligence and intelligence. That's exactly what, what uh, our members bring to the party. They, their skills and their understanding of it. So that we can foresee, uh, can predict and see what is going to happen and, and, and then counter those, those criminals. We sit with, uh, individuals and, and you spoke about that as well. That's involved in organized crime. It's not isolated, uh, um, things that's happening in the market. Uh, fraud is being used for various other types of crimes. We can think of um, drugs, um, human trafficking, um, even even the hijacks. People need to, to launder the money somewhere. And that's part of, of fraud. So we need to work together with all types of entities to, to address fraud and, and crime from all different uh, avenues. And that we can only do through participation, collaboration, and through the MOUs that we've signed. And I think this is is part of what this year's theme of the ACFE conference is. Let's talk a little bit about the upcoming conference, um, what we can expect, and what the theme is this year. So this year we're 25 years old as an organization, South Africa. Um, we started off at that stage by government saying that we need to be regulated. They wanted to know who we are, what we're doing, and how we're doing certain things. We need to play within rules. So the model that was taken is at that stage, the model that was introduced by ex-FBI um, agents who started seeing that there's a need for, for skills development, who's the ACF International. We brought it to South Africa, and from there on, we, we grew the organization, not only by growing members, but also by grow, uh, um, growing the alliances that we've got. And, yes, you're quite right. This year's um, conference talks about professionalization, networking, and working together. We've grown from an entity, I started in 2008 with the ACFE as an employee. Prior to that, I, I take back a couple of years. Um, don't want to give away my age. Um, and, and at that stage, we had approximately 800 members with now more than 14,500 people on, on our register and uh, 7,000 uh, 7, um, active members. Now, that's by far still not enough. But if we look at cases um, and the successes that we've had in the past, um, you can think of any big organization and you'll see what we've done and how far we've progressed. So I do believe that we are making a dent and that's why the conference is so important for us. Um, it's important so that we can, that we can network and that we can and learn from individuals internationally to see how we need to operate and what's best practice. We know it's going to be a hard-hitting conference when you've got some seriously heavy hitters, um, especially from within the um, justice cluster and revenue cluster of the state. Some of the speakers this year include the head of SARS, Edward Kiswetter, the provincial head of the Hawks, um, General Ibrahim Kadwa, Andrea Johnson, who heads up the ID, um, which bill we see is currently before Parliament, so that she can have the independence that we saw the Scorpions had. 
You've got representation from the asset forfeiture units in the form of Magdal Skimper, Gerard van Deventer, who's the executive in charge of enforcement, and other divisions from the FSCA is going to be there, including um, Lebo Beloy from the National Prosecuting Authority, who's responsible on a national basis for specialized commercial crime investigations. This speaks to the importance of these conferences, and it also speaks to the importance that the state is giving the private sector in this fight. They're acknowledging from a tacit perspective, and although there are other MOUs in place, they're also acknowledging tacitly that this is a fight that they cannot fight alone. They need the assistance of the private sector. You're very right in that. Um, so with these speakers that's, that's attending our, our conference um, and that's going to share their knowledge, they're not only going to talk about um, the need to work together. They're also going to share some some very important information. Remember, in the past we had a, a, a statistics showing that um, the ratio for 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 the fight against fraud and for for taking uh, getting convictions in court was only five percent in the past. Last year it dropped to three percent, and we say enough is enough. We need to learn from one another. Yes, you spoke about a lot of the. Um, of the police officers um, leaving um, the, the entity that they're working for, but not only them. We see a lot of capable and skilled people at NPA leaving, um, and uh, you were there at one of the, the uh, sessions that we've had where Andrea Johnson herself stood up and, and she blamed the, the, the private sector for taking her staff. Um, those that's supposed to do the job uh, in-house. Uh, so I uh, got them to, to come and speak, and, and they are going to share some, some experiences. They are also going to share some war stories. They are going to talk about the successes. Uh, and usually we only see the negatives in the, in the, um, in the media. They are going to talk about the successes, and there's plenty of successes. There's good people working for them. And then they are also going to share ways of how we can improve the system from our side in, in the private sector so that we can have a higher success rate in court and through the prosecuting authorities uh, wherever they are. So I, I look forward to these, to these speakers um, that you mentioned. Apart from those heavy hitters, you've got people from across the, the spectrum when it comes to financial crime investigation. You've even got visitors from the ACFE um, American um, chapter. Can you talk us through a little bit about what you're looking forward to, um, how long it's going to be, and what we as, as as the public should be looking forward to in terms of speakers? So firstly, it's a three-day event. It runs from Wednesday the 13th of September till the 15th of September. Um, the, the speakers that's coming, um, like you mentioned, is not only from South Africa. Yes, we need to learn what's happening here and how we can improve the system and ourselves, but we also need to understand what's happening globally. We need to understand um, how better to protect ourselves. You will remember that, let's use a, um, an example that everyone uses each and every day, and that's the chip and pin card. We, um, when we got the chip and pin card, it was a shoot in the dark, and we had to say what we expect. There's still countries like the U.S. that's only starting um, to implement the chip and pin card now. Um, they can learn from us, and and similar, similarly, we can learn from other organisations about what's happening and and what to look out for. Now we've got uh, speakers from um, all over Africa. We've got speakers from um, 
from the U.S., like you might mention. And, and what companies uh, can expect from this is if, if you don't have a fraud fighter attending this decision, yeah, um, you're losing out. Um, I can say that already. There's still time. Make sure that you, uh, that you get someone registered to come and learn what processes and procedures to, uh, get, you can implement within your organization to save money. Remember, the average organization loses up to 5% of its gross revenue due to fraud. Now, that's millions, if not hundreds of millions uh, for some organizations. So we talk about things like um, how to address the minefield of investigating uh, senior managers, uh, the pitfalls for forensic accountants. We speak about green and going green and the various frauds that's been happening and taking place. In, uh, within climate control, uh, climate change and, and corruption. We talk about things that, that impacts us on running the business. We're talking about electricity, water and other uh, sensitive issues. We've got so many, um, I almost want to say mafias running out there. You've got the truck mafia. You've got the water mafia. You've got so many mafias. We need to tackle that and actively deal with it um, to make sure that we address uh, fraud here in South Africa, but also globally. And lastly, we speak, um, and we're going to give recognition to last year's um, um, investigative journalism uh, of the year, um, Jeff Wicks, because we want to recognize what you guys are doing. And you play a very important role in this, Chad. We need to recognize the, the cases that's been brought forward by investigative journalism. And in actual fact, this is one of the things that I've asked the ACF International to include in, in um, their next surveys to see um, as, as, as controls that's in place not only in, within organizations but in the country. Should this not be a, a also highlighted as how many cases are brought forward um, by journalism? So these, these are the type of things that, we, that we're talking about. And also then um, we're going to bring in the, the poppy uh, regulator. Um, so she's going to talk about how we should deal with information. And then also we're going to really talk and address the issue of auditors. And do they really protect the public out there? Do they really protect organizations? And again, it comes back to your question. What does it give, um, give organizations and, and employers? It gives you tools. Gives you tools so that you understand who to appoint, when to appoint, and how to appoint. What's the expectation from someone so that you can better then protect your organization? So something I'm taking away, there's a few things that you said that are of paramount importance. You said that most organizations get hit about 5%. Small and medium-sized companies, if they get hit with fraud, it could be a catastrophic or business-ending event. And it's so important that people are kept up to breast because criminals are ahead of the game. And a lot of law enforcement worldwide, be it public sector or private sector, are playing catch-up. And it is so very important to share this information on a global basis. You also raised the point of the importance of investigative journalism. I could also talk about um, non-governmental organizations like Open Secrets that publish reports that they've investigated. And they they have very restricted funding, but they've also brought to the fore a lot of crime that's been perpetrated over the years. So very valid points that you've made. One thing I want to touch on is I see you've been doing quite a bit of travel in and around Africa, and I've seen a lot of the speakers this year are from in and around Africa. What is the ACFE South Africa's relationship with other African countries? 
Great. <clears throat> Before I answer that, I just want to give one last comment on the conference, and that is, um, uh, you, well, your previous question, and uh, what can companies also get from from the session is access to providers that can provide you with uh, with expert services like digital forensic services, um, data analytic services, as well as other services like um, systems. Um, and networks that you can make use of. So uh, during the birth, you can go around and you can get access. You can talk to all these people. Now, to, to talk about your your question about my travels and, and the speakers, yes, we've been traveling a lot throughout Africa. We've we've grown over the last couple of years, uh, and uh, and also opened up other chapters in Africa. The reason for that is, and this is one of my other beliefs, is that when you talk, you need to have one voice. Um, for professionalism. So if, if a person talks about, yes, a forensic accountant, forensic auditor, he's not talking a forensic accountant as a KPMG or as a, um, Deloitte or as a chat investigation or whatever. So they're talking about the profession. We need to grow the profession in such a way that, um, it's, it meets a specific standards that, ex, uh, that's acceptable. Um, to all internationally. And we've been opening up a, a couple of um, chapters. Um, we currently administer eight other African countries' chapters, um, but we're not stopping there. We're also uh, uh, helping others by not administering, getting them to run on their own um, chapters throughout Africa. Um, and and this is one of the great things. The other thing is that we're busy with is uh, looking at how we can share information not only during conferences, but also right through the year, information that's publicly available. Um, let's use old cases like the Kretcher case, for instance, I'm going to, or the, um, the recent Gupta cases. We need to be able to understand where they are busy with dealing um, in, in, in the banking sector, for instance. Uh, which banks are they using? What are they doing? Um, so that we can... Uh, collaborate on an international platform and then go off to the fraudsters and make sure that um, that we deal with them. And lastly, we again need to learn from one another. A lot of African countries make use of our uh, legislation as a basis, um, building on that. And they actually don't uh, directly write a new legislation as soon as we've done it. They wait three to five years to see what they've they've learned from our experiences and then they improve on that. Similarly for us, we need to do the same. Um, there's so much great examples in Africa and what to do and what not to do. Uh, for instance, the latest um, um, example, and I spoke to the AG herself in uh, Kenya, is where the Kenyan um, parliament really, uh, released the legislation to say that she cannot audit ministers. I mean, if you're transparent in your dealings, <laughs> you would not um, issue a legislation to prevent her from doing her job. So these are things that we need to learn. These are things that we need to be proactive and, and see what we can do, how we can do it better than others. And that's um, one of the things um, that I encouraging African speakers to also come to South Africa and, and share the knowledge. You're listening to Confidential Brief. We're in conversation with Yakuda Yaga. He is the CEO of the ACFE South Africa. You're listening to The Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. 
You're listening to Confidential Brief live on 101.9 FM throughout Johannesburg and streaming worldwide on chaifm.com. Today we're in conversation with Yaku de Yaga. He is the CEO of the ACFE South Africa. And so far we've covered the importance of MOUs between organizations such as the ACFE South Africa and government um, organs of state, as well as, of course, the upcoming conference. Yaku, while we were chatting, I was thinking to myself, it's all fair and well we have these MOUs. We have such an important conference coming up where we see the support of government for organizations such as yourself, for the members of organizations such as yourself. But when do we take it to another level? When do we see an organization such as the Anti-Corruption Task Team joining hands with the organization such as yourself so that we can see that the fight now isn't just spoken about and the relationships aren't just informal, but there's something far more formalized between organizations such as yourself, investigators in the private sector, together with their counterparts in the public sector? We've already started seeing this. Um, Chad, if we look at, and I don't want to, um, in, in front of the, the commissioner's um, address on, on the 13th, but if you look at this, a face right, um, where they've um, got more than 300 people in the last three years to, to write the CFE exams, um, and, and the success rate in court when the, where they've um, got a specialized unit of prosecutors allocated to them for uh, tax-related uh, crimes. It, it, it shows one success story after the other. And this is exactly what, what we need to do with the, with the rest of the other um, um, specializations and professions. And when I say specializations, you get your specialist that deals with in the banking sector, insurance sector. And they, although being in our profession, they specialize in that specific industry. And we need to get the, the, the government and the private sector to, to work together and say, listen, let's, let's collaborate. Let's share our, our tools. Um, again, I don't want to run in front of the, one of the other speakers that's, that's going to talk. They're going to show the importance of the banks in driving initiatives and, and setting up structures. I know that you know about this as well. Structures where they can, can fight criminals that's um, actively involved in hijacking people for ransom. Uh, so these type of things are success stories, which the, the normal person on the street never gets to, to learn about and know about. Um, and and this is stories that, that talks about how we can be proud of how business and the, the government stands up and they get together and they discuss specific things and they deal with it. You talk about cash and transits. Now, um, there's, there's, there's a lot of discussion at the back end, um, where the, the, the data is analyzed and where they strategically look at, at hot spots, uh, between private and public sector, um, in order to, to clamp down on, on, um, these criminals and, and to get rid of these criminals. Um, so, uh, they, there's a lot of success stories that's going to come out during the conference and, um, yeah, not to steal their thunder. I think that um, you, we're going to be wild. So for the media that's invited, that can attend like yourselves, I think you're going to be wild. Um, there's a lot of learn, learning that can be taken out of this. Um, and again, there, with the latest and new development in, in 
in systems and processes that that's available, I think the people are going to be wild. This is a this is a year. This is our twenty fifth anniversary, and I do believe if you look at the at the sessions, everyone who's attending is going to be wild. It's very difficult within the three tracks to decide who you want to listen to and who not. Um, and, and that makes a success story for us. If, it's, if, if it was easy to decide on which speaker to follow, then we, we would have failed the people out there. We get so many complaints. We want to hear and listen to all these people. Well, we don't have a month <laughs> to sit and listen to all of them. But um, we've got a jam-packed um, program, and I, I, I do believe there's a lot of value going to be taken out of it. And it's not only about talking. It's about showing what was done and can be done here. So, Yaku, I think the point I'm trying to make is this conference is phenomenal. You're bringing together the leadership of the premier crime fighting organizations in South Africa from a state perspective as well as a lot of private sector contributors. I would love to see this translate more and more into what we see on the ground going forward. And this is an incredible year for you. It's your 25th anniversary. You've once again managed to bring around the, the, the top people in their field to ensure that this conference is going to be of benefit towards crime fighting in South Africa and in particular financial and organized crime. What I want to see going into the 26th year of, of your organization is these collaborations um, not just giving the success stories we've seen, but coming together more and more to collaborate to ensure that all these organs are on, on board. Because with your organization, everybody's going to be on stage and everybody's singing from the same hymn book. We now need to translate this. And your MOUs have been a great start for that process. Yeah, you're right. And um, the discussions have already started. Um, the discussions not only between the ACFE uh, uh, and the uh, different law enforcement entities, but also between the ACFE government and some of the business un- uh, unities like Bouside, etc. So I look forward to the, uh, our 26th year, like you've, like you've indicated. I do believe that when we talk again, that's the stories that we're going to talk about and share um, before our next conference. Hopefully, we don't wait till before our next conference. Um, but knowing you, as soon as you see uh, a, a good um, development, you will get us in. So, I uh, I do foresee that we'll we'll talk within the next uh, couple of months about some of the successes that you referred to. Yaku, on a personal note, congratulations on the milestone of 25 years. To you personally, congratulations in respect of the multiple memorandums of understanding that have been signed. Um, a last congratulations for putting together such a dynamic conference for 2023. Um, when one looks at who the speakers are, I can tell you this, there's going to be side discussions taking place at that conference where people are going to say, we need to do this, this and this to make this collaboration more of a reality. And you've already started that discussion over the years. It's a very important discussion. And you're already talking about some of the successes that you've seen in respect of organizations that have upskilled their staff through 
um, memberships and courses that are offered by organizations such as yourself. So a, bit, a very big thank you from, from us as the public at large for what's been done in this, in this fight against financial crime and organized crime in South Africa. Thank you very much for that. Um, without our members, without the board, without my dedicated staff and without individuals that's passionate like yourselves, this would not have been um, easy for me as well. And, and I wouldn't have been able to make this uh, a reality. So thank you very much for giving us uh, airtime. Thanks again for, for highlighting our successes. Um, and thank you very much for giving us the opportunity to speak here. I look forward to seeing you at the conference. Um, and I look forward uh, seeing the successes even you've got, um, which you highlight regularly on, on your on your profile. So um, this is the thing that makes me and us proud, is the fact that we are able to, to provide tools to the real fighters out there, the, the heroes out there. And the heroes are the people each and every day getting in the car, going and doing the, the good work and, and creating a better life for us all in South Africa. So to all my members as well, well done. Thanks very much for your support. We'll be uploading today's um, live interview to our social medias as well as to the chaifm.com website. And I'd just like to mention that the ACFE is the world's biggest membership organization of fraud professionals and the largest organization offering training. And a lot of people strive towards that designation after their name, which is CFE. I, for one, am looking very forward to the conference. And again, Yaku, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Details of the conference will be uploaded to our social page. That's Confidential Brief Radio Show, as well as to my personal social media profile. Thank you so very much for joining us. And until next week, when we're joined by a professional in the, the, the area of fighting fraud and corruption, specifically in respect of corruption and money laundering that takes place in the world of human trafficking. Um, I wish you a, a, a pleasant week ahead. And remember... Be safe out there.